0: Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, my friend, and thank you so much for joining me this week on the Wellness Glow podcast. I'm following up from last week's episode, which was all about um, one of the main causes of fatigue in women, which is what I call a dysregulation of insulin and glucose. And I just feel like I had a little bit more to say about that. After I wrapped up last week's episode, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should just pop a little bit more in. So that's what we're going to do this week. And so I guess this week's episode is about how to tackle insulin resistance at the root. Just expand a little bit more on how to improve your fatigue. Some little tips and tricks from this naturopath and nutritionist. So before we get into this episode, though, I just wanted to pop in a word from our sponsor. Today's episode of the Wellness Glow podcast is sponsored by Energy Glow NR. It is truly one supplement to replace many. It supports energy production, skin regeneration, immune health, collagen production, stress response, healthy aging, and so much more. This is truly an innovative product and replaces multiple supplements as a truly cost-effective option. Go check it out at the glowprotocol.com.au. So let's get into this week's episode. So many people are looking for ways to manage their fatigue naturally. You know what, there are some medications available, some very good medications actually to manage insulin resistance, and absolutely if you need medication Go for it. There's no. I'm. I'm not one of these natural health practitioners that's a, that's against it. If you know anything about me, you know I spent like, gosh, I think it was about 16 years in the pharmaceutical industry. So I'm very pro pharmaceuticals when they're needed. Um, and so yeah, that's definitely if you need them, take them. But there are ways that you can manage insulin and glucose naturally, and maybe that might decrease. Um, some of the dependence on these medications that sh- if you can reduce the dose, you can reduce side effects if you get them. So you know that's the good news. there's plenty of ways to tackle insulin resistance at the root through diet and lifestyle changes and they, they these kind of working really well with medications. so that's the great thing as well. Um, So let's look at some of these things. So I I did talk last week about eating three meals a day and no snacks. So that's I'm just going to cover that off straight away. And the thing is, there's actually some really good research in this. You know, if you didn't catch last week's podcast, um, we know that, you know, it's been kind of a thing in the last couple of decades to eat multiple small meals a day to balance your blood sugar level and keep your energy up. And now the research is showing that that's actually not helpful. And a much better way to do it, even if you have diabetes, is to have three meals a day, no snacks. And so why is this the case? And actually, just I'm just going to put a little caveat on that. If you do have diabetes and you're listening to this, please work with your healthcare practitioner before changing your diet radically. Um... I'm sure you know that, but I just want to put that in there. Um, so yeah, why is it the case? So um I think I probably covered this off last week, but when we eat frequently, the insulin is continually being secreted by the pancreas, doesn't have a chance to turn to a baseline level. So it's just constantly pushing that glucose into the cells and storing excess as fat and yeah, it just gets into this cycle of having raised insulin. Then you start to feel hungry. Then you want to eat more. And then, yeah, it's not a great little situation to be in. So three meals a day, no snacks is a great way to manage your insulin and your insulin resistance naturally. Um, Making sure they're good square meals. There's good protein. And actually fiber is really good as well. I mean, I love... Um, including fiber, because it's great for your gut microbiome. And of course, that is super important for any aspect of health. So prebiotics, you've probably heard of prebiotics is just fiber and you can get it in many, many different foods. So just making sure you have protein and fiber, healthy fats as well. Um, will help with slowing the absorption of glucose into the bloodstream. So you get a steady stream of energy over a longer period of time and less insulin is produced to manage it. Um, One kind of tip that I didn't speak about last week is to ditch calorie restriction and cookie-cutter diets. (sighs) <sighs> Gosh, I can talk for ages on this. As weight gain is a common side effect of insulin resistance, people often turn to restrictive calorie counting or fad diets to kickstart weight loss. But all of this, all this is going to do, is to increase the stress on your body, make it hold tighter to that body fat. When you do really tight calorie restriction, you can throw the body into survival mode, you know, like we are wired to survive. And so the the body doesn't know that we have supermarkets and it just thinks, okay, we're starving. We're going into famine. I'm going to hold on to as much fat as I can so that I can make sure that we are safe and that we are going to survive. So please, please avoid going into significant calorie restriction and deficit. It's a question I get all of the time. What, the, the best way of eating that I've come across, the best kind of nutrition plan is one that tailors to your needs, That one that is designed to address how your body processes nutrients, including glucose. Um, That is a personalized nutrition plan, which has the right balance of proteins and veggies and salads and the exact uh, foods that are going to lower inflammation in your body and make it much easier for you to lose weight if that is your goal. A lot of the people that I work with also don't have necessarily weight loss goals. They just want that anti-aging effect or they have a chronic medical condition where inflammation is a problem. And which is most medical conditions, and so yeah, that can be a really great way using food, a really nice natural way to manage your medical conditions. So, if you want to know more about that, you can DM me at Susie Garden Wellness or just message me through the podcast, and uh, we can have a little chat. So yeah, ditch the calorie restriction. The one of the other ones that you might be surprised at is to manage your stress. Stress is often a really significant contributor to insulin resistance, and unfortunately, insulin resistance adds to your stress load, so it's kind of like this two way thing. So, looking at natural ways of managing your stress needs to be a focus because. Often, you just can't change the stressors that are in your life, particularly at the moment. There's a lot of people having financial stress. We can't necessarily change that. Sometimes we can. Obviously, we can spend less, um, but sometimes it's it's still very, very stressful. So managing your own response to that is what we can do. So focusing and being positive and focusing on what we can do is where you can actually move the needle and improve things for you from a health point of view. And I've, I've recorded multiple podcasts on stress management. I'm not going to go into that today. So just go back through um, my catalog and you'll see heaps of podcasts on stress management. All right. The next tip is sleep. Get a good night of sleep. Now did you know that even one night of sleep deprivation can induce a state of insulin resistance? Just one night. If that is just what one night of missed sleep can cause, you can imagine what happens when you're skimping on sleep regularly and, you know, this is for my shift workers. I used to be a shift worker. I used to be a registered nurse and I know exactly what it's like and how it feels in your body when you're not sleeping and I have Suffered. I've talked a lot about the fact that I've suffered from insomnia for many, many years. A lot of that was around stress. A lot of it was when I was traveling lots and going through different time zones and having to catch flights at five o'clock in the morning. And I just couldn't sleep beforehand. I think I was just worried I wasn't going to wake up. Um, so and I've, I even more recently, I think that, that has just carried over now. Repairing your sleep is should be a huge priority and getting seven to nine hours of deep restful sleep is one of the most important steps to support insulin sensitivity. So if you're not sleeping well, and that could be stress, it could be perimenopause, it could be just not having a good sleep routine, you really need to sort that out as. AP, believe me. So if you need support with that, that is definitely something I can help with. And definitely in the GLOW protocol, we cover off that quite, quite thoroughly. Uh, next tip is move your body regularly. Physical activity has countless benefits for your health. So it's no surprise that research has found it can improve insulin sensitivity and glucose uptake into the cells, which is awesome. And any form of movement is a good start. So you don't have to flog yourself. You don't have to run a marathon. Any form of movement is a good start. If all you can manage is walking down to your letterbox and back. Do that. Maybe do that a couple of times. Like maybe set that as a little goal and, and then just make it a little bit further and a little bit further. Um, you know, like one of the specific types of movement that's really great is resistance training. Um, when we do resistance training, which is lifting weights particularly for women. There's a couple of different benefits. One of the benefits is, of course, for our bone health. But specifically for today, I wanted to talk about resistance training as um, being beneficial to reduce insulin resistance and to improve glucose regulation is because when we increase our muscle mass, we store glucose in our muscles in the form of glycogen, And it really helps to balance our blood glucose when we have a little bit more muscle mass. So resistance training can be really great for that. Now, just a little word of caution, if you're under significant chronic stress or going through perimenopause, the high intensity training is maybe not the best option for you if it's not something that you've been doing throughout your life, or if you've some, if you've been in, involved in really intense hit for decades, you're going to be fine, most likely. Um, but if that's not something you normally do, if you're under chronic stress or in perimenopause, then now's not the time to bring that in. Um you don't want to have the opposite effect by increasing the physical stress load on your body. So keep it to things like resistance training, brisk walking, yoga. Of course, I'm always going to promote yoga because I love it. Um, Pilates, reformer Pilates, all great things for improving insulin and glucose management. I'm um, just going to have a bit of a break. I need to get a drink and I'll be back in a sec. Imagine having your very own anti-aging and longevity strategy totally personalized to you based on your body biochemistry to release excess weight, balance your hormones, and decrease inflammation in your body, which of course leads to decreased inflammaging. Oh, and you have me at your fingertips for expert support so you never feel stuck or confused. Sounds amazing, right? I love supporting women on their weight loss journeys, and I've packaged up the award-winning metabolic balance program with my signature anti-aging and longevity system, giving you the GLOW protocol. This 12-week one-to-one coaching program is you and me nailing down your health and weight loss goals, creating your personalized plan using your blood tests, a thorough health assessment, and your food preferences. Then we get started with supporting you, with me supporting you every step of the way. Even if you've tried everything, the power of personalized nutrition, mindset coaching, and my support is transformational. Not even exaggerating, (laughs) even if I do say so myself. So DM me at Susie, S U S I E, garden wellness to chat more. All right, I am back and I've had my drink, and we can keep on going. There's not much more left actually for this episode. Um, so, I was just talking about movement, but the next thing I want to talk about, which, you know, I talk about it almost every week, is reducing inflammation because insulin resistance and inflammation feed into each other. And the more insulin resistant you become, the greater your inflammation in your body and vice versa so if you want to tackle one you have to consider the other and I talk again this is something I talk about a lot in the podcast because it is one of the primary things when you're looking at anti-aging and longevity medicine it a big part of it is about reducing inflammation in the body so what I will say is that you know we even though if, I mean when I used to think about inflammation, I used to think about, well, I don't have inflammation if I don't have joint pain or I don't have, you know, redness or I don't have other signs of inflammation that we think of when we think of that. Um, But in fact, we all have this low-grade inflammation, generally speaking, in our body if we live a normal kind of Western lifestyle where we have stress, where we get exposure to toxins every day. You know, if you're filling up the car with fuel, if you're handling FPOS receipts, if you're not washing your fruit and veggies properly, if you're not eating um, organic food all the time, because let's face it, it's a pretty expensive thing to be doing. I certainly uh, don't eat organic all of the time. And so, yeah, we're getting exposed to toxins. So that also um, promotes inflammation. If our sleep is not good, if like, there's just so many things that promote inflammation in the body. So you can assume that unless you're directly working on this, that you have a level of inflammation in your body. So uh, it's one of the key things that I work with uh, particularly for the anti-aging, because obviously when you've got that inflammation in your body, it reflects in your skin. And when we look at anti-aging, a lot of that work is around skin is a big part of it, but also reducing chronic disease and the potential for chronic disease in the body. So anywho, that's probably all I want to say about that. But if you want to learn more about inflammation and its partner in crime, inflammaging, which I've talked about a lot, you can look back again through my catalog of podcasts and there's heaps there. And if you want me to talk more about it, please message me. I'm happy to do that. Uh, The final thing I'm going to talk about today when we are kind of um, talking about managing insulin is using targeted supplementation. I did touch on this last week, so I just wanted to say it again because obviously I have a supplement that can help. So supplements can't replace a balanced diet and um, exercise, but they can support the pathways involved with insulin resistance and sensitivity. However, not all supplements are created equal, which is why of course I formulated my own and it's designed to support many, many different aspects of healthy aging, such as energy production, improving focus and um, mental mental focus, I guess you could say. Also, it supports um, stress response, it supports collagen production, it supports skin regeneration, supports healthy blood glucose and metabolism of carbohydrates which obviously play a critical role in insulin resistance. So if you want to learn more about that, check out theglowprotocol.com.au. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you're enjoying this little series on insulin resistance. I am quite passionate about it because I see it as being a real issue in the clients that I work with. And as you get over 40 in particular, it's these are the things that you need to really start to be aware of. Uh, We know that we're in an epidemic of diabetes, but you know what is coming, and I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but what is coming is an epidemic of Alzheimer's and dementia in the next decade because of our aging population. And Alzheimer's is kind of referred to as type 3 diabetes because there is um, an element of insulin resistance and blood glucose dysregulation that seems to be implicated in it. So if we can keep our um, insulin and blood glucose happy, we can live a longer and healthier life, which increases happiness, which is always a good thing. Have a great day and I will be back with you soon. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of The Wellness Glow. I hope you had loved what you heard here and are excited for the potential to improve your health and increase your lifespan. If this resonated with you, then please screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends. Hashtag The Wellness Glow Podcast.